This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Good evening, family. I know that you are fired up. You are ready to plunge, to dive into what God has for you this evening. Amen. And who of you is expectant? Who of you is already experiencing the tangible presence of God? It's very strong, very present. And the Lord's got an appointment with you this evening. Amen. Praise God. Father God, I thank you for this evening. I thank you, Father, that you are touching your people in a very special way this evening. Thank you for touching your people's minds and hearts, refreshing their soul, refreshing their hearts, energizing them. Thank you, Father God, for the powerful army that you are raising up in this time on the face of this earth. I ask you that your people will hear your voice clearly this evening. I ask you, Father God, that your people will receive the full understanding which the Holy Spirit is wanting to convey to each individual in this place. I thank you that all confusion is being removed from every mind. All fear is being evicted from every life. And Father God, that faith is strongly established in your people's hearts. And courage is being resurrected within your people's lives. And they will walk up strongly. Be strong and courageous in the Lord. Father God, doing what you have called them to do. Not holding back onto what they know their inheritance is in you. But also what your inheritance is in them. So tonight, Father God, I ask you to... Touch your people in a special, tangible way, refreshing their hearts, energizing them, and allowing them to experience everything you have for them this evening. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray this. And the children of God said, Amen. God bless you. you may be seated, family. Thank you. Um, right after the service, my books are available in the bookshop. This one is uh, The Importance of Prayers, the latest one, Creating Your Weight. I was bedridden for 15 weeks, about two and a half years ago, and the Lord just downloaded so much in my life while I was lying in bed after having two back operations. This book will bless you greatly, greatly. Every person, well, every person I've spoken to who's read this book told me their lives has changed. Their prayer life has increased and they are just walking in another, in another, on another level with the Lord. So bless yourself with this book. And then there's other two books available as well. And I'll be there after the service to sign your books. Amen. Bless you. Don't forget that. So bless yourself. Amen. Well, there's an underlying movement in the body of Christ today all over the earth. It's just like they say, a deep knowing taking place in people's hearts that there's something more in God that's about to be revealed. There's something more in God that is about to be released in the earth today. And it's like God is raising up specialized containers <laughs> to participate in this, move and that, in this move and that's nothing else and no one else than His church. His church is precious to Him. He died for His church, and you don't mess with His church. His church is His precious possession, 
And there are so many things that God is addressing within His body today. Things that are bent out of shape where God says, I need to straighten this out in your life. <laughs> and it's like God's attention is like zooming in on specific things intentionally in our lives today where we feel like we were allowed to compromise with this in the past, but there's just no allowance, <laughs> which I'm experiencing to be able to compromise with this in my life today. It's like God is saying, I need you to let it go. I need you to move forward. I need you to, to embrace what I have for you in this present time. I need you to expect more than you've been expecting. It's just like God is intentionally changing our posture where we've been walking in a certain way where God says you're going to have a, a different walk, a different style and a different sound to your voice because there's a presence, the presence of mine is increasing in your life and when my presence is on you and it's increasing in your life, you are bound to transform more. You are bound to metamorphosize more. And there's change there's change. We cannot be in the presence of God and remain the same. It's impossible. It's impossible. When Jesus came to the earth, He didn't come to play it safe. He didn't come not to create waves. He didn't come not to bring disruption. He didn't come to, to smooth people's ears. He came with the sword, the sword of the truth. And Jesus himself said, don't you think for one minute that I've come to earth to bring peace. <laughs> but I've come with the sword. Because if you would choose your mother, your father above me, you are not fit for being mine. He's just like God. He's rearranging things, rearranging our, prior, our priorities and also zooming in on our motives. It's like a, there's a purging inside taking place because God says, I need you to be sensitive. I need you to be attentive. I need you to be alert because I need you to be positioned and aligned for what I've destined for your life before time began. It's your moment. It's your time. And everything that's bent out of shape needs to be straightened out. So Jesus did not come for any one of us to blend in. Jesus came for every one of us to stand out. Jesus came for every one of us to render to Him, back to Him, what His inheritance is in, in us for Him. And which counts today is exactly what God has invested in us and He's putting a demand on His investment. We know that the Word is incorruptible seed and the Word, uh, the word has been created to react, respond like seed. 
We cannot break into seed. We understand that we need to put seed in its environment where it can respond. Otherwise, it will remain seed. But that incorruptible seed will always fight for space. In your life and in my life, it wants space. And it will fight for space because God says, I've called you from glory to glory. The glory within the seed wants to be revealed. And God says, if you create that environment in your life where my seed can respond and allow my seed to reveal its glory, it will fight for space. And every farmer understands when seed fights for space, there's elements that comes against that space. The weather will come. The drought will come. The pests will come. The bacteria will come. Will come. Demonic forces will come against. And we, the plan that God has for you, the enemy only comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He comes with no other purpose than to restrict. He comes with no other purpose to delicately weaken you. He comes to discourage you. He wants us to take the back seat. But I want to say this to you, that our, our King of Kings has not come to earth to take the back seat. He's come to earth to take the front seat. He's come to earth to show the example of how we should be uh, behaving ourselves in which attitude we should have. Jesus did not come with the attitude not to make waves. I'm so sorry. I, the moment I take the mic, I change. I just feel the presence. The fact of the matter is, I don't care if I die today. I've given my life to Him. I don't fear death. He can take me anytime I want, He wants to. I don't live for anything but Him today. Things happened in my life the last three years that changed me. Although I know Him for 38 years, but the last three years, things shifted. You see, if we lay low in the lie, we will never rise up in the truth. We will never bring the freedom and the deliverance and the clarity the Spirit of God wants to bring. Never. That's how Jesus delivered people. You see, if we lay low in the lie and we don't rise up in the truth, we will exist in comparisons and never develop in our uniqueness. We will exist in competitiveness and never enter the sphere of creativity. We will confuse satanic situations or attacks as normal and not progress into a higher, the higher purposes that God has for us. You see, our posture will be the acceptance of the experience of life as society knows it, but not as God has designed it for us. 
We see in Matthew chapter 8, verse 14, when Jesus arrived at Peter's house, Peter's mother-in-law was sick in bed with a high fever. The next scripture says, thank you. Can we have the next scripture? Okay, I'll read it. Verse 15. Okay, there it is. But when Jesus touched her hand, I love that. Don't even fight, just touched her hand. The fever left her. Then she got up and prepared a meal for him. That evening, many demon possessed people were brought to Jesus. He cast out the evil spirits with a simple command and he healed all the sick. This fulfilled the word of the Lord through the prophet Isaiah who said, He took our sicknesses and removed our diseases. Established what was prophesied. God is about to establish what He prophesied over your life. God is about to remove things that's been hindering you. Things that has been restricting you. Thoughts that has put limitations on you. God is coming against those things. We need to understand something about this portion of Scripture Peter's house was in covenant with God. Peter's house was owned by God. Peter's house was a destination for Jesus to come and rest, replenish, energize himself, get fed and go back on his journey. Peter's house was God's property. I want to say to you today that every brick you own, every piece of clothing you own, everything that is in your ownership, which you have actually only got stewardship over, belongs to God. And He doesn't have the right to come into your house to try and take away your, take away your attention from what God is wanting to give you attention to. But he tried that with Peter's house. He came into Peter's house and he struck Peter's mother with fever. And he changed her posture. The Word of God says she was struck down with a fever and she laid down. A fever is nothing else than satanic temperature. There are too many Christians today that are children of God, that serve God, but they are struck down with things that are acceptable for society, but it's not acceptable as a child of God. And the enemy has come and he's tried to hold us down in a lie and not allowing us, wanting us, and also <laughs> us engaging in the in the truth of us rising up in the truth of God and our inheritance in God. That fever is nothing else. You can go and study it. It means satanic temperature. She had an infection somewhere. She was hit by demonic forces. The Bible says that. 
You can't heal this by motivational speaking to people. You can only take this on by zooming in the Spirit and seeing clearly in the Spirit. And we, couldn't, we cannot kid ourselves. We walk out of our homes every day and we encounter energies and forces that can kill us. But because of His grace and us being in covenant with Him, we are above those things. We are the head and not the tail and greater is He that is in us than He that is in the world. But you see, we need to understand when the devil cannot jump out of the bush and reveal himself and say, ooh, look who I am or whatever, he will come camouflaged. And that's exactly what he did to Samson. The word Delilah does not mean seducer. It means delicately weakening you. That's what it means. So the enemy will come and delicately weaken your thoughts every day, focusing on, the, on the, the incorruptible seed that has been planted and invested by the Spirit of God in you. Coming against the harvest that God is wanting you to experience from glory to glory, being in glory developing mode and not in glory shedding mode. He wants to change your posture because Peter's mother-in-law was destined to serve Jesus a meal, but she was hit by fever. There are things that you are destined to do today, but what infection hit your house? What thoughts are limiting you? What are you still pondering on while Jesus has given you the instruction? Listen, if I shout too loud, just put earplugs in. Just put earplugs in. I'm sorry, I'm just passionate. I love Jesus. I just cannot hold it back. But I'm so fed up to see Christians walking around the same mountain, same mountain, over, over, over again not experiencing the higher purposes of God, not walking into the exalted experiences that God has prepared for them. Minds are cluttered, hesitation, limitations, which is not of God for His people. I want to say to you today that God is raising up an army with one voice, one voice for the King, one voice for the kingdom. And God is putting people together that says enough is enough. The glory of God will be revealed through my life. The power of God will be demonstrated through my life. And I will break the strongholds of the enemy that has tried to keep my family back and tried to hold me in lack. And I praise and I praise God for all His provision. I praise God for His mobilization. I praise God for His touch. The Word of God says, that Jesus just walked up to her and He just touched her. There's something about that touch and you can go and study it. First of all, she was laying sick. Laying sick in this portion of Scripture was 
to throw or to let go of a thing without caring where it falls. Too many Christians are letting go of things and they don't care where it falls anymore. It means to throw, to scatter, to cast into, to give over to one's care, uncertain about the result. I want to say this to you. God's Word says, my Word will go out and do exactly what I've called it to do. It will perform exactly what I've destined it to do. You will know the result when God speaks. You don't need to doubt in the result. Too many Christians has come to such a place of desperation and such a place of despair, well, wherever the dices fall. But there's something about the touch of Jesus. The Word of God says He touched her. That word in Greek is haptu. It means to set fire. It means to adhere to, it means to fasten fire to a thing. It means to rekindle, to set fire. In other words, to remove satanic temperature and influence from a person and reignite that person with the fire of God. That's what it means. And that's what Christian life is. It's an exchange of things. In other words, I exchange my weakness for His strength. I exchange my sickness for His healing. I exchange my lack for His providence. That's the Christian life. I don't accept satanic temperature. I accept His inheritance for my life so that I can give back His inheritance in me and I can fulfill the call that God has for me. Philippians 1 verse 6 says, that which He started in my life, He will surely accomplish. It doesn't say 50% accomplish. It doesn't say 70%. It says 100%. God will finish what He started in your life. In your life. Say no to the naysayers. Let them be behind. Are you going to lay low in a lie? Who you are going to are you going to raise up? Rise up in the truth of God. The word of God doesn't say I exist in a program. The word of God doesn't say I exist in a system. The word of God says it's in him that I live and I move. And I exist. In other words, it's Him that is taking over. I want to say to you today, praise God for systems. Praise God for structures because you need those things. Otherwise, you'll have chaos. Okay? But I want to say to you today, if you would release your passion you have for Jesus in those structures, you'll blow everything up and you'll expand You see too many Christians bent out of shape. The hunchback lady, Luke chapter 13, bent over, boom, she was bent double, like a pocket knife. Yeah, 
You can go and read it. 18 years in the synagogue. 18 years crying out for the capacity because you can go and study it. That word says she was struck with infirmity. A demon came against her and it made her have a posture to be bent over double like this. Go and study it. Luke chapter 13. Looking down at her shame. Impossible to look up at her salvation. Looking down at the dirt. Because the devil was saying to her, from dust you came and to dust you will return. But God does not say that. God says, from God you came and to God you will return because you are connected to me. I want to say to you that God is breaking the demonic forces that is coming over your life, trying to change your posture, trying to look, make you look at the dust and restricting you not to move. God's Spirit is moving over this place. Too many Christians are bent over. Too many Christians, your posture, you're bent out of shape. Too many Christians are walking with depression. Too many Christians, families are falling apart. Too many Christians are walking in doubt and not rising up in the faith and not trusting Jesus for what what He has in His heart for them. It's time to be joined to the Lord because those who are joined to the Lord will be one spirit with Him. It's time to come to services and say this service He's going to be a service on another level. This service, God is going to touch me. This service, I'm coming to bring something to the church. I'm not coming just to get. I'm coming to give. I'm coming to surrender. Because I know that the measurement of my success is my my ability to surrender to Him. For I shall become less and He shall become more. God is revealing His heart like never before. God is revealing His heart like never before. I want to say to you, the joy of the Lord is your strength. It's time to become joyful again. Oh my word, I look in certain Christians' faces and I wonder, where do they come from? They look so sad. They look so discouraged. They are so blinded. Can't they feel what I feel? How can I tell them to feel what I feel? How can I tell them to see what I see? But you see, we need to engage. So many Christians, your body is depleted. Your soul is complaining and your spirit is derailed. 
bent out of shape. And God comes into our lives not just to give you a spray job. He comes to restore in perfect health. He comes to restore body, soul, and spirit. Who of you have seen, especially in Africa, you drive behind a bus, a bus or a car and it's driving like the, f- the front end of the car is in the middle of the old, you know. Uh, but the back end of the car is like nearly on the, on the pavement. Why? Because it's bent out of shape. If you look at the car, it looks brand new. The spray job's been done. It looks perfect. But the axles and the chassis is totally bent. So many Christians look so nice on the outside. But the soul is complaining. Bent out of shape. Oh. Who's hearing God here? I say praise God for what He's done. But praise God for what He's about to do. (laughs) Praise God for what He's about to do. There's something Christians need to do is to think bigger. Expect more. Jesus said, Go to the ends of the earth, not the ends of South Africa. We need to have a global vision. Praise God for the community. Praise God for where we can reach physically. But God can even take us beyond that. Woo! Are you okay? Can I walk down here? Pastor Clive, how many minutes do I have left? Have you learned something so far? I hear God's Spirit crying out, man. Some of us, God has been speaking about our physique for quite a while. To change our diet. Hmm. I know I'm preaching to myself as well. And things need to be adjusted, man. Come on now. Oh. I don't know about you, but I expect more of God in my secret place than ever before. I want to say to you today, I don't know what happened to you. God's just reminding me of something now. He says to me, I need to say this. You see, some of us has got such a religious mindset that because of our mistakes, we have been struck down with a fever and we've been infected. When we repent, God restores completely and wholly. I want to say this to you. That lady that was caught in the act of adultery in John chapter 8, They interrupted Jesus while he was ministering to people and threw her right in front of Jesus and said, she was caught in the act of adultery. It is written that she must die. 
It is written that she's not qualified to live on this earth. She's not qualified to be part of society. It is written. They knew what was written, but they didn't know the personality of God and the heart of God. And what did Jesus do? He didn't give attention to the accusers. I want to say to you, we've got enough accusers in life. But God does not give attention to your accusers. Jesus just went down and he started writing in the sand. The very sand they wanted to use, the very soil they wanted to use to cover her up in. The very dirt they wanted to bury her in. And Jesus took his finger and he started writing. So many religious people are saying, well, he started writing their sins. No, no, no. Jesus even loves your enemies. Jesus wants to bless your enemies. That's the heart of God. That's why he tells us, walk with your enemies. Love your enemies. It's okay. It's easy to love the people that love you, but love your enemies. So Jesus didn't give him one iota of his time to them. They were the accusers. I want to tell you what he wrote for that lady. Psalms 139, God's word says, I've written a book about your life. I've written your story. And he looked at that lady and said, I'm writing your story. I'm reminding you who you are. I'm writing who you are. I'm writing your destiny. I know they are accusing you. I know they want to bury you. But I'm using the same soil under which they want to bury you to tell you who you are. Just listen to the vibrations as I'm moving the soil to give you the picture of who you are. Don't forget who you are. Don't forget how much you are loved. Don't forget that those vibrations were hitting her heart. Were hitting her heart. If you made a mistake and it put you in a posture where you're lying down, God says you need to rise up. You are forgiven. I know there are consequences to sin, but I want to say to you that I've seen people being restored by God. It's just mind-boggling. God will never write you off. God is shifting the sand of your, the soil of your heart. He's remember, He's making you, He's reminding you who you are. Never forget. Oh man, I've got enough accusers. I want to say this to you. When you start doing what God has called you to do, be ready. Because you will have your fair portion of resistance. But don't put your eyes on those things. Keep your eyes on Him. This is my wife. Just give her a clap. <laughs> she takes care. She takes care of, uh, of me. <laughs> my time's up. All eyes are closed. Heads are bowed. No one's looking around. People are praying. Christians are praying. Maybe you are seated here tonight and saying, Pastor, would you pray for me? I want to give my life to Jesus. I don't want to walk through this life alone anymore. I don't want to exist without Jesus anymore. Would you pray for me? I need Jesus in my life. Please pray for me. That is you I'm talking to. Just raise your hand so I can see who you are and I can pray with you.
Just raise your hand so I can see who you are. I see hands going up there at the back. God bless you. Hands in the middle going up. God bless you. God bless you. Hands going up all over. Pastor Eddie, would you pray for me? I want to surrender my life to Jesus. Please pray for me. Thank you for raising your hand, coming to Jesus. Your life will never be the same again. Maybe you've known the Lord for many years and you've grown cold in heart. You've backslidden. If that is you, I want to pray for you as well and include you in this prayer. I want to pray for you. So raise your hand as well. Pastor put you. there's another hand going up. There's a hand going up there. There's hands going up. Bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you. If you have raised your hands, pray this prayer with me. And everyone included in this, uh, let's include everyone in this auditorium praying this prayer. Let's all pray. Dear Heavenly Father, let's try again, especially those who have raised their hands. Dear Heavenly Father, your word says that whomever comes to you, you'll by no means cast away. You accept that person as your own. Today, I thank you that you accept me as your child. I believe that Jesus Christ is your son. He came to the earth, died on the cross for my sin. On the third day, he rose from the dead and today he is alive. Jesus, come into my heart and be the king of my life. Be my Lord, be my Savior. I ask you, Father, forgive me of all my sins. Remove the sin from me as the east is removed from the west. I thank you. I'm born again. I'm your child. In Jesus' name. Amen. Love you much. See you next time. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerantz and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com. Thank you.